Welcome to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in their lives. And it's a place where your questions about faith and religion can be answered. And now, here's your host, Deacon Al. Thank you, John, and it's good to be back on Good News. I'm Deacon Al. I'm a permanent deacon here in the Peoria Diocese serving at parishes in Bloomington, Illinois. And uh, hello to all my brother deacons who might be listening throughout our vicariate uh, that is pretty much covered by uh, Catholic Spirit Radio's broadcast. Thank you all for listening, and thank you for just listening to Catholic Spirit Radio. We uh, we have such a great uh, program programs available for you throughout the day, seven days a week, 24 hours a day here at our radio station. If you'd like to know about our full lineup, please go to our website at catholicspiritradio.org. You can simulcast our shows from there. You can listen to our our podcasts. So all those issues of uh, good news that you've missed in the past, you can still listen to. We keep that there just to punish you. I mean, just for your enjoyment. And uh, we, we invite you to come to our website and browse around. There's a community calendar. See all kinds of great Christian activities going on throughout Bloomington Normal. Uh, we've got a prayer line. If you need uh, uh, support and help in your life, uh, we have people uh, here at the station who pray just for you. Let us know what prayers you need and let us uh, enter our, uh, our prayers for you to, to help support you. So there's a lot going on at Catholic Spirit Radio, great programs on apologetics, on uh, child rearing, on, um, on marriage uh, counseling. So we thank you for your support. We thank you for your listenership. We ask you to pray for us that we might continue to grow and to serve God through this ministry. So here in Good News, we try and uh, keep you up with what's happening in the Mass for the weekend, what our readings are and how they affect your lives. We also talk about some things going on uh, within our community. Uh, this is our second weekend for a program uh, that's being held at Historic St. Patrick's Church in Bloomington. Uh, it will be going on this Sunday at 5.15. So if you're listening to Good News Saturday evening, you still have time to do this. If you're listening Sunday, you still have one more time you can attend this program. It's going to be on again uh, next Sunday on October 2nd. But this is called Arguing Against Abortion. And we've got a really uh, five-star uh, panel to talk about uh, the issues of abortion and being pro-life and how to represent the pro-life uh, stance, how to have um, a humane and dignified conversation with someone about what you believe about being pro-life and about the uh, the dignity of all life, regardless what stage uh, that life is in. But it's going. This is going to be uh, chaired by Judge Donald Bernardi, who many of you know uh, has a long history uh, here in Bloomington Normal, as well as with the U.S. Uh, Supreme Court and uh, the Central District Court of Illinois. So we hope that you will, I'm sorry, the state's attorney's office and, and the Illinois State Supreme Court. And we hope that you'll join us at 515 at Historic St. Patrick's Church, along with folks from Birthright, Christ Child Society, Elizabeth Ministry, Natural Family Planning, Pregnancy Resource Center, Rachel's Vineyard Ministry, um, St. Vincent de Paul Society. These are all ministries uh, and counseling services that deal with uh, pregnancy, that deal with um, 
helping to sustain life and also to supply resources for young mothers in need. So rather than have to give up that child because you feel you you uh, can't afford it or don't have the resources to care for it, we have ministries in town that will provide those resources for you. And we're happy to let you know what those resources are. And you can learn more about them by coming to this program of Arguing Against Abortion, Historic St. Patrick's Church at 515, right after the 4 o'clock Mass. Uh, and I think you'll really enjoy it. It should be very enlightening for everyone. We had our first session last week. Second session is this Sunday, and the final session is uh, is next Sunday. So uh, please join us there. It's all based on a book by Trent Horn. Uh, if you listen to EWTN, Catholic Spirit Radio, you've heard Trent uh, talk before. He's a magnificent uh, apologist and author of, of several books. I've just picked up another one from him on apologetics that uh, I'm really enjoying. He has, he has a great way of, of looking at apologetics from a scriptural view, a historic view, and a rational view. And it's, it's a great way to uh, not only understand and share our faith, but also to be able to defend our faith against attacks. And we all know that th- those are happening out there as, as well. Thank you all for your continued prayers for my healing. Doing much, much better now. In fact, I'm hoping that by next weekend I can be back at the altar. That's that's the prayer that uh, first weekend of October I can be back in the sanctuary assisting with Mass and continuing with my uh, preaching and my ministries. So please continue your uh, appreciate your continued prayers for, for my healing. Uh, doing much better now. We've got uh, readings today. Uh, we're going to do first, uh, second reading as well as the gospel. And I love this gospel. I, I think it, it has a lot in it. It's the story of Lazarus, not the Lazarus who was raised from the dead, but the Lazarus who, who died and was allowed a, a glimpse of heaven, although that's not where he ended up. He was allowed to look into heaven and uh, and see the difference. And there's a very important message at the very end of this that I think affects all of us and we should all pay attention to, especially if you're at the moment, if you're one of our nuns, not N-U-N nun, but N-O-N-E nun, if you're someone who doesn't have a religion, oh, but I'm spiritual, <laughs> but you you don't participate uh, in a religious, in, in a religious community, um, there's something very important here that I think you should hear. Or if you know someone like that, something that you should share with them uh, that might be very enlightening to them. So we'll come back with the readings for today's Mass right after these messages on Catholic Spirit Radio. Thank you for listening to Good News. Stay tuned. Good News will be right back on Catholic Spirit Radio. In the 1600s, the Ottoman Turks pursued the invasion of Malta with plans to attack Rome. The Holy League was formed to defend the Christian civilization against that invasion. Soldiers and Christians throughout Europe invoked the Virgin Mary against the daunting Turkish forces by praying the rosary. 
The Turks were defeated. A feast day called Our Lady of Victory and more currently known as Our Lady of the Rosary has been celebrated ever since on October 7th. This October, hundreds of rosary crusades will occur in this worldwide event. Please join Catholic Spirit Radio as we gather to join via live audio with Dan and Stephanie Burke, the displaced Carmelite nuns of Sacramento, Chris Stefanik, Bishop Strickland, and more. Come with family and friends to this powerful local prayer gathering at Catholic Spirit Radio in Normal. Meet outside on the north parking lot around the large illuminated rosary. Bring your lawn chair and your rosary. The rosary begins at 6.30 on October 7th. Sunday, September 25th is Priesthood Sunday, a day of observance to reflect on the essential role of the priesthood in the life of the Church. We thank our priests, past, present, and future, who minister to our Catholic communities each day through the celebration of the Mass and their various acts of kindness and guidance. This week, please pray for all priests as they continue their journey of dedication to Christ our Lord. And on Sunday, September 25th, take a moment to say thank you to your parish priest. And welcome back to Good News. It's uh, Deacon Al here, uh, joining you again. And we're going to look at the three readings from the Mass. We're going to do them out of order. And the reason we're going to do it that way today is that the first reading, from again from Amos, and our Gospel reading, uh, for me, they really tie together. Gospel reading is, is from Luke. Uh, but they, they speak to much of the same theme. Our, our center reading, our second reading, which is... Uh, from Paul to Timothy, a little bit different. So we're going to start with that, and then we're going to come back to the first reading and the gospel. So our second reading is 1 Timothy chapter 6, and Paul writes, But you, man of God, pursue righteousness, devotion, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Compete well for the faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were called when you made the noble confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you before God who gives life to all things and before Christ Jesus who gave testimony under Pontius Pilate for the noble confession to keep the commandment without stain or reproach until the appearance of our Lord Jesus Christ, that the blessed and only ruler will make manifest at the proper time the King of kings and Lord of lords, who alone has immortality, who dwells in unapproachable light, and whom no human being has ever seen or can see. To him be honor and eternal power. Amen. So what Paul is calling us to in, in, in this reading is perseverance, to hold on to those commandments from God, especially the, the commandments shared by Christ. And there's just two that he says are the most important, to love God with all your heart and all your mind and all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And you know, so many of us uh, wave the flag of righteousness. Oh, I love God. I would do anything for God. But all God calls us to do is to be nice to others, to forgive others when they wrong us, uh, to be kind, to treat others with dignity. That's where we have the, wrong, the, the problem. We're great at loving God. We're, many of us are just horrible at doing what God wants us to do. 
James talks about this. How can you how can you say you you you're Christian if you don't do Christian things? Well, how can you say you love God if you don't show that love to others as God has commanded us to do? So Paul's reminding us you might not see Jesus in your life. You probably won't ever see him until the time you die and you go to your your judgment in front of him. But don't ever think that that he's not there. Don't ever think he's not with you or aware of what you do. And what you do is of great importance. We have some brothers and sisters in, in our Christian faith who say, once saved, always saved. Once, once you accept Christ as your Savior, you're saved no matter what. Well, that's, that's not what Christianity has ever taught. I mean, from the beginning of apostolic times, the apostles never taught that. Yes, our, our salvation is from the grace of God alone, but in Catholicism, we look at it not as an either-or. It's a both-and. It takes the grace of God, and it takes our efforts to carry out that, that, that grace, to, to act upon it. And so we're, be, we're being uh, told by Paul, it's fine to be righteous, but you have to do what God commands. So stay on the good path, keep Christ as your focus, but also live out the commandments. Because at some point, we're all going to be called uh, to account for our lives. And Jesus wants you to be with him forever. I mean, we're created out of God's love in order to love God and be with God forever. So Paul's just reminding us that it's a long, life can be a long time and there's a lot of perils that come our way. And we need to keep persisting in our, in our faith and in our Christian actions. So reading number uh, one, that was reading number two. Reading number one is again from the prophet Amos. We've heard from Amos uh, the last couple weeks. And this ties in very closely with our gospel from Luke. So I'm going to do one, then the other, and then we'll, we'll talk about them. So Amos writes, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, Woe to the complacent in Zion! lying upon beds of ivory, stretched comfortably on their couches. They eat lambs taken from the flock and calves from the stall, improvising to the music of the harp. Like David, they devise their own accompaniment. They drink wine from bowls and anoint themselves with the best oils. Yet they're not made ill by the collapse of Joseph. Therefore, now they shall be the first to go into exile, and their wanton revelry shall be done away with the word of the Lord. So what Amos is, is starting to tell us about here is that be careful about becoming complacent in a comfortable, wealthy lifestyle or even a middle-income lifestyle where everything's fine and you have everything you need. Because as we're going to hear in our, in our gospel reading, that comes at a price for other people. When you worry only about yourself, you, you take away from the dignity of others. When you make yourself overly comfortable, you, you forget about your responsibility as a Christian to that second commandment, to that uh, love others as you love yourself. And at some point, 
when the time comes of that that second the, the final judgment it says you will be the first to be thrown into exile and i, I think you you get what they're talking about there. There's a smoking and a non-smoking section, and uh, you're you're headed for the smoking section. So, and that's all of us run that risk if we let ourselves get complacent in our righteousness. So, in our gospel reading, this is from the gospel according to Luke, chapter 16. Jesus said to the Pharisees, "There was a rich man who dressed in purple garments and fine linen." And dined sumptuously each day. And lying at his door was a poor man named Lazarus, covered with sores, who would gladly have eaten his fill of the scraps that fell from the rich man's table. Dogs even used to come and lick his sores. When the poor man died, he was carried away by angels to the bosom of Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And from the netherworld where he was in torment, He raised his eyes and saw Abraham far off and Lazarus at his side. And he cried out, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. Abraham replied, My child, remember that you received what was good during your lifetime, while Lazarus likewise received what was bad. But now he's comforted here whereas you are tormented. Moreover, between us and you, a great chasm is established to prevent anyone from crossing who might wish to go from our side to yours or from your side to ours. He said, Then I beg you, Father, send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, so that they may be warned, lest they too come to this place of torment. But Abraham replied, There have been Moses And the prophets, let them listen to them. He said, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. Then Abraham said, If they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded if someone should rise from the dead. Gospel of the Lord. Why do we see that now? I mean, so much of this uh, reading is so so true today. Let's just, let's take the very end. Think of the people you know who have no faith. Don't even believe God exists, the atheists in our world. And and the number of atheists, sad to say, uh, the percentage is growing. It's now like 12%. It used to be around 2 3%. It's now 12% of, of the world population. Atheists have no belief in God. And what's their biggest argument? Prove it. Show me, show me God. Prove it to me. And we say, well, here's the scriptures. Here's the prophets. Here's the church, the body of Christ on earth. And they say, no, no, bring somebody back from life to show us. Oh, you mean like Jesus? <laughs> I mean, bring someone back from the dead like Jesus. I mean, been there, done that. I mean, we've, we've overcome all those um, contradictions all those arguments against the existence of God, and it's still not enough. And I'm telling you, it will never be enough. The only thing that will change your mind is going to be you. It's going to be an interaction between you and the Holy Spirit present in you. And as long as you keep fighting that, 
it doesn't matter what evidence you're shown, you're not going to change. Now, I have to admit, the reverse is the same. I don't think there's anything you could show me that would change my faith in God, my hope for heaven. But I look at the wisdom of the scriptures, and you think this is, okay, this is from uh, from Luke, so we're going back at least 2,000 years now. And he's giving this great parable. And in the parable, it shows that the rich um, or those who are complacent in their faith, who worry only about themselves and their own comfort and their own pleasures in this world, are bound for hell, which is what Jesus says throughout, throughout the Gospels. He warns about that, that it's, it's more difficult for a rich man to enter heaven than for a camel to pass through the eye of the needle. He makes it very clear that, that wealth, when used only for yourself, is going to be a very uh, damnable act for you in the future. But that the poor, the meek, the hungry, these are the people who will go to heaven first because they've suffered in this world. And so they're going to be comforted in the next. So you, here you have in this, in this parable, you have, um, the, the rich man, uh, who's wallowing in food and drink and comfort in his home when just on his doorstep, I mean, it's not even like he has to walk far to find suffering. Suffering sits on the other side of his door, hoping for some of his scraps, and he denies him. But once he wants something, well, now take this poor guy and and have him wait on me. Even if it's just dipping his finger in some water to give me comfort. Again, he's looking for his own comfort and not thinking about uh, the other person. And Abraham warns him off and says, that's not going to happen. Where you are and where he is are completely separate. When, when we go through our final judgment, some are going to go to heaven and some are going to go to hell. And it's not that God sends anyone to hell. He welcomes you to heaven and he lets you choose to turn your back away from him and go somewhere else. Heaven is where God is. Hell is where he isn't. God doesn't send anyone to hell. People choose to turn their back on God. And so in doing so, they create this abyss. This abyss isn't, isn't like a physical fence or a physical canyon. This is a canyon created by our lack of love for God. It's, it's a self-created barrier. And Abraham explains in the parable to the rich man, no, you can't, you can't now suffer and say, oh, you know what? I was wrong. Let me into heaven. I now realize my mistake. That realization, that, that repentance has to come in our lifetime. After we're dead, our reward or our, or our consequences are already established by our, by our choices in life. Those who choose to be in a relationship with God will be in a relationship with God for all eternity. Those choosing to turn their back on God in this life choose to turn their back on God through all eternity. You know, we have to go back to the... Uh, to the parable of uh, of the prodigal son. How did the prodigal son 
returned from from his sorrow as serving in the in the uh, pigsties in a foreign country he had to make the choice to go back to his father dad was waiting for him but dad didn't come get him dad waited for him the son had to decide to come back what's well, the same way with with uh, the rich man in in our parable he had to decide in his lifetime to turn to god not not after he realizes the punishment that he's going to receive. And so what about Lazarus? This isn't the same Lazarus that that Jesus raised. This is another Lazarus, kind of a common name in in biblical days. Suffered in his life. He's comforted uh, for eternity after his death. And because the, the rich man has turned his back on him, there's no way he can he can help. So now he says, "Well, send them to my brothers, and warn them so that they don't end up the way I've ended up." Kind of sounds a little bit like uh, Christmas Carol with with Scrooge and Marley. Yeah, Marley comes to warn Scrooge about needing to change, but Lazarus points out as as the church points out, Christ has sent all that God has sent through Christ, the scriptures and the prophets, and His church to tell you of the danger that you're in if you don't turn towards towards God. And yet people will say, no, they just, they choose not to. Show me somebody back from the dead to warn me. Well, we did that too. God sends, says, sends us Christ. Christ dies for us on the cross, the, the ultimate sacrifice, where he willingly gives up his life to save ours rises from the dead to show us the resurrection and then shows us his assumption into heaven so that we see the entire story of salvation. And yet we have people who say no. There, there's, no there's nothing else we can do but pray for them. And that's what, what Paul asks us so often, to, to pray for the, those who have not turned to God yet, uh, that they might do so. Because the idea isn't to have a them and an us. We, we, do, not, we do not joyfully, uh, we do not celebrate over someone's damnation. Um, we, we celebrate in our, in our brotherhood, uh, in, in our un, unity with God. We don't want to see anyone uh, fall, in, fall into uh, damnation through their rejection of God. So we pray for their salvation as I pray for yours. And, and I ask you to pray for mine. Love coming in, and talking to you here on Good News every weekend. Uh, invite you to continue to listen to the great programming here on Catholic Spirit Radio. And we'll talk to you again next week. May Almighty God bless you, protect you from all evil, and bring you to everlasting life. You've been listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio, a program for teens and almost teens to better understand that the gospel of Jesus Christ is relevant in your life. Submit your questions to Deacon Al at goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. That's goodnews at catholicspiritradio.com. Deacon will answer your questions about faith and religion. Thank you for listening to Good News on Catholic Spirit Radio.